Hi guys, welcome back to the Fight Podcast with Sherry Richmond. Hi, how are you? <laughs> you did it again <laughs> with me, Jan. <laughs> Sharia, nice to have you back. Nice to have you back. <laughs> I'm always here, I never left. <laughs> I live in the studio. I, I sleep in, in that I, corner I, over there, you I, see it? I keep him in a little box. <laughs> well, it's a cuddly box over there in the, in the corner. Yeah. There's blankets in it. It's it's close to the to the heat, heating system. One more word, I'll take your blanket away. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you take my blanket away? I think I do a, a, a great job here. <laughs> You're doing okay. <laughs> I'm doing fine. <laughs> Let's talk about how you do your job. All right. You ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. So today I think we should focus about the MMA part, not the ICCS part. Okay. Whatever you want. I'm good. So basically, what do you think or what would you say that MMA is made of? What are, what are the, 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 the main, um, main martial arts that find their way into MMA? Ground fighting, wrestling, and boxing. Mm -hmm. So what if you say ground fighting, there's a lot of ground fighting. What what do you mean by ground fighting? Sambo or jiu-jitsu. Mm -hmm. Luta livre, jiu-jitsu, kind of the yeah, same. Same thing. Okay. Sambo is also, Sambo uh, you do also standing up, right? It's, it's not Sambo exclusively groundwork, right? Not exclusively groundwork. They also have even uh, strikes. They also strike in Sambo competitions. Mm -hmm. In fact, ever see a Sambo competition? I've, I've never pretty, seen a full... It's pretty badass. I mean, I've just seen the groundwork. They have headbutts. I mean, you know, they have a lot of the leg locks that are illegal in jiu-jitsu competitions. Mm -hmm. Their wrestling is very good. So would you think that Zambo is already in itself kind of like an MMA? Yeah, that's why you see a lot of Zambo people uh, dominating in MMA. Mm -hmm. But also they do it from a very early age on, right? They do it from a very early age, all the wrestlers. But, I think uh, most of the Dagestani fighters do Zambo, right? Probably. Yeah. yeah. So uh, if, if, you talk, if, if you look at, um, for instance, Khabib, uh, Khabib's um, whole entourage, they all, think I think, do Zambo as well, right? Yeah, he was a, a Zambo world champion, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. How do you think Zambo compares to BJJ, for instance? Uh, I think for MMA. For yeah, in general, but also general, for MMA. Let's start for MMA. It's it's better. Zambo is better oh, than, yeah, than yeah. BJJ. So is wrestling. Because you assume it's not just exclusively groundwork. You also assume uh, being uh, hit. Uh, or why do I'll you think tell it's you better? The problem with uh, with BJJ. Uh, it's a great sport and it's very useful in many cases for a lot of things, but doing strictly sports BJJ. You get used to the fact that you allow people a certain position, mm -hmm. right? Like, okay, you clap, bump our fists, and I sit in my butt. You sit in your butt in an MMA fight, you have a big problem, right? <laughs> uh, you sit in your butt, you're in your butt against a wrestler who could punch you, you have a big problem. Mm -hmm. But uh, some of people, they don't, they never, uh, they never agree with that. You know, they always fight that, always fight for the position. Like a dominant, like on top, they want you. They want your back. Mm -hmm. Could you explain for the people who are not into grappling that much why does one guy sit on the on the butt? One, why does one stand up? How does it work? Why do they do that? They do it. They do it because they want to sweep you from the bottom. They want to take you down that mm -hmm. way, and uh, also because they have bad wrestling. <laughs> because they never stand up. Both of them yeah. don't. Yeah. <laughs> so you would say Zambo is more into position fighting than in, uh, just the submissions. And they that's why they just work. have they just have superior wrestling, they just have better wrestling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's 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 the main thing. And if you would compare I think the, the groundwork itself, maybe jujitsu would be a little bit better, you know, as far as positioning, as far as flowing, mm -hmm. but not as far as just a brute control, you know, and as far as keeping you down or standing back up again. 
So you mean if you could only learn one in general, you would pick Zambo because it has more range in the wrestling department and so it's more applicable for the street? Personally? Yeah. Probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, uh, you, know, again, you know, a lot of people might not agree with me, but uh, Jiu-Jitsu is re really great, but I think they also had much better PR than Sambo, mm -hmm. you know, especially in the United States. Maybe the fact that Sambo is Russian, I don't know, maybe that played a goal in it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But uh, just look at, uh, you know, numbers don't lie. Look at the fighters. Look who's winning a lot, in a lot of cases, you know. It's Sambo people or wrestlers. Mm -hmm. So, of course, Jiu-Jitsu is great, but it has its limitations. I've heard um, some fighters uh, in, in lately talk about the role of judo in uh, in MMA. What do you think? Because some of the Zambo guys also do judo. What do you think judo... It's not that they do judo. They have a lot of similar takedowns. Ah, okay. Because they have the upper body has a gi. Mm -hmm. um, what I think about judo, I think judo is great. I think that uh, it's, less, it's less effective than MMA. For MMA, you, you do see once in a while... A person who comes from judo to MMA and he like he he's successful, but not that many. If you look at wrestlers and sambo, there's much more, mm -hmm. much more. So the idea is also because of the takedowns, you like it, but it's not as applicable it's, it's for just, ground fighting. The, in judo, you have a lot of sweeps and a lot of uh, hip throws, mm -hmm. which is not are not very very good for MMA, mm -hmm. and it's, uh, all of it uh, almost relies on their on their gi. And um, in MMA, you need a lot of uh, I would say go-behinds for take the back, and you need a lot of double legs, single legs, you know, uh, knee picks, things like that, that um, you don't have much of that in judo. Mm -hmm. I think that they used to have, I'm not a judo expert, I think they used to have, but I think over the years there are, the rules changed. And I think a, a judo guy uh, who I respect a lot told me this once that <clears throat> they used to have like double legs in judo or and things like that, but I think that the reason why they stopped was because Sambo people would go to compete in judo and kick their ass. <laughs> so, they, so they had to make the rules, understandably, uh, in favor of judo people. Okay. Yeah. And uh, if you, you just talked about the, the gi, uh, which is the suit that they wear for competing, do you think wearing the suit is, um, is like a drawback if you practice with it uh, compared to, because in MMA you're not allowed to wear gi? No, it's not a drawback if you if you want to practice with it, you know, but you have to practice without as well. It's a it's a different, it's like a totally different style of grappling with or without one. Mm -hmm. um, so, if all you do is with the gi, you know, it's it's not good for MMA at all. Um, but there's nobody who does only gi and then does MMA. I, I, I've never seen that. Mm -hmm. Also, I've seen a lot of people who are in, let's say, law enforcement, who also practice with gi. Um, so they are used to, maybe it's with, um, it's maybe you can grab clothing, whatever. What, what do you think is, um, how, how well does gi fighting translate to real world fighting in MMA? It doesn't. It doesn't? It doesn't, unless you could use some chokes in the winter. Mm -hmm. You know, that you could so use. Like a yeah. thick jacket or something? Yeah. But apart from that, in my eyes, it doesn't really apply. You went to the, the, uh, the police officers, the police officers should be practicing in two ways. One, just like gym clothes for some stuff for the comfort so they can actually listen in class and practice. And mm -hmm. second, with their uniform and how they are supposed to, you know, whatever they wear at work, that's how they should be practicing because mm -hmm. that's how they're going to fight. They're not going to fight in a gi. So why would you practice in a gi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, the main idea here is um, 
do you think that there is a, a huge difference between people who you, you said you, you said you you would prefer practicing without gi in general these these martial arts because you don't get used to the grabs to the clothing right so um would you say um you would kind of diff, um uh, you would you would not look into disciplines that use the gi or would you think okay you can do uh, it as I long as you that. also take as these as long as you also take these look if you love martial arts you love it with the gi or without a gi mm -hmm. but you should know it if you it depends on what you're looking to achieve what's your goal if your goal is to be an mma fighter then a gi is a waste of time mm. right but if your goal is just to practice martial arts because you like it then do whatever you want and so it's about setting the wrong incentives with a gi you can do stuff you can't do without so you shouldn't be practicing it if your goal is to fight without one exactly mm -hmm. uh, with wrestling for instance there's no gis involved no. <laughs> so I'm kind of I, I think I can kind of judge uh, your your idea here but if you compare Zambo then with all the takedowns with the ground fighting to wrestling how do you for think MMA, for MMA yeah I think you'll be surprised but I think Zambo you think Zambo yeah I think Zambo just because of their background with strikes and with leg locks but the next up to it yeah wrestling I am surprised yeah <laughs> if you had a wrestler who also did boxing Then I would say that. But Zambo is also exclusively with Gi, right? Uh, yeah. But, but they have something similar they to They have a, a lot of the thing is because they don't have pants on. They have like shorts. Mm. So as far as all the double legs and single legs, they're really quick with that. So mm. the upper body, they have a Gi, but the lower body doesn't. Mm -hmm. So they're uh, very good with, uh, with uh, their shots. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, are there other disciplines that do very good clinch work uh, while standing? Wrestling and sambo and yeah, those do the regular. Those are work. the the yeah. most common ones. Well, of you course, would, you have you Thai boxing who does clinch work mm. as well. But do they actually do? I know they do a lot of kicking, but do they actually do takedowns from there? There is takedowns in Thai boxing, but uh, compared to wrestling or sambo, very little, nothing. Okay, how would you think the um, like kicking martial arts compare? Like, would you recommend doing them? Uh, absolutely. Why not? It's not why what not. Mean, it's just kick, like kickboxing. Or? Yeah, let's say let's say Thai boxing for or Muay Thai in general. Um, Muay Thai is really tough. Mm -hmm. Muay Thai, they're, they're tough fighters. I don't. Uh, you don't see so many Muay Thai guys moving on to MMA though. Mm. Kickboxing, yes, right. That guys do both, but strictly like the, Muay Thai, the, the, the like the Dutch style kickboxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But strictly Muay Thai, you don't see a lot. Mm -hmm. And even though they're really tough, it's because I think their stand up style, how they have their hands forward and their front leg up all the time. Mm. They'll, be, they'll get taken down really easy. Mm. That's, that's my opinion, yeah. Do you think it also is like a cultural thing that they only compete in Muay Thai as well? No, uh, you have to ask them that. <laughs> I was just wondering, maybe you know. <laughs> and also, if you look at stuff like um, like Taekwondo, for instance, yeah, how would you think those those uh, would, would uh, fare in, in a fight? Um, not too well. Not, not too well. well, but there is, um, like Taekwondo has like two or three really dangerous kicks. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, I've had a guy who came from a background in Taekwondo training uh, with us. Uh, I think he was some kind of European champion. I don't remember exactly what. But he had deadly roundhouse kick. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, uh, uh, mule kick, you know. Mm -hmm. sp spinning the spinning back exactly. kick, yeah. yeah. He would hit people right in the liver with that all day long. And that's, a da that's one of the most dangerous kicks, if you ask me. It's a 
you have to be, you know, it's timing and you have to be really good with that kick. But if you got that kick dialed down. It's dangerous. Know, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you take people down all day with that kick. So if you did that, you have those kicks and then, you, of course, you did boxing and some form of, of wrestling and grappling. Yeah, sure, you could, you could, uh, you could um, use that. But Taekwondo, just Taekwondo without any boxing, I mean, you'll be in a big problem. Mm -hmm. I would just think. I was just thinking about the, the as you said with BJJ, there, there's like a an agreement maybe, where I'm not sure if that fares that well in a street fight, where if you're both focusing on the kicks and there's not someone who's shooting for your legs, there's no no one boxing in Taekwondo. In taekwondo yeah. yeah, there's no boxing in Taekwondo, so it's really out of the picture just because of that. Mm. So you could like look at some of the kicks, but it's not basically. Yeah, you could take some of the kicks. That's what I was saying because they're really good at that. Mm. But as a whole, it's not good enough because there's no boxing. Mm -hmm. How would you think boxing without any add-ons would fare in, in, in street fighting? Great. 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 I think boxers are one of the most dangerous fighters in the world. You think boxers are more dangerous than, than, than wrestlers? Maybe not. I mean, that depends on the fighter. Depends on, yeah. yeah. I mean, if a, if a wrestler wants to take you down, he'll, usually take, he'll take you down. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but a wrestler, a wrestler with, with boxing together, he's a, almost the ultimate weapon, mm -hmm. if you ask me. So you think that would be sufficient as like MMA basis? Yeah, yeah. Oh, because yeah. wrestling has very little, like the ground fighting works different yeah, than other control. disciplines, right? They know about control. Mm -hmm. Once he puts you down, getting up is going to be really hard. Because wrestlers, one thing, they don't agree to, to stay down, right? Mm -hmm. And jiu-jitsu people do. They have a habit of staying on their back. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing fighting off your back when there's no strikes. No, no, nobody trying to elbow your, your face off. And there's another thing when someone's trying to elbow your face off. It's, it just turns the whole thing into a very, very different game. Mm. Very different game. Also, I think because the goal is different in BJJ, for instance, and in wrestling. There's a, in wrestling, there's there's competition rules. Maybe you could say something about the difference. There's, difference, there's a lot of different uh, rules depending on... Especially on, on the ground, I mean. Yeah, so if you're on your back, you lost. That's different in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, basically, jiu yeah. that's why it's much more dynamic. Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, constantly constant. Sometimes you see jiu-jitsu, especially with a gi... Like you know, there are, they could slow things down, like really slow things down in a competition. You can breathe a lot there, yeah, uh, because you can not with a gi, without a gi, it's a little less. But with, especially with a gi, though, know, you can slow things down. Where you wrestling, you can't do that at all. Mm -hmm. The first time I've seen uh, wrestling, I was a little confused because there was someone laying like a starfish on, on their stomach. And that's something you never see in grappling. <laughs> yeah. That was like a defensive strategy. I'm like, okay, that's that's new. <laughs> yeah, so that's why. Uh, Good, good. You brought that up. I mean, that's why one reason why wrestling itself is not enough mm -hmm. because they do have a bad habit of falling on their stomach and giving you their back. Mm -hmm. yeah, Sambo doesn't have that. See the difference, right? Because you could get punched. So, so if a wrestler falls on his back, he lost. So when he falls, he's trained to fall on his stomach, mm -hmm. which is a very dangerous habit for MMA for street fights. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to get rid of that habit. But once you do, wrestling is going to be very, very effective. So the ground fighting in wrestling is basically limited to getting someone on the back and defending against yeah. being yeah, turned on the back. There's a lot of ways of doing it. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of ways of doing it, but mm. that's the whole point. Mm. But there's no real submissions in, no, in, in wrestling? No, there's submission wrestling. Ever heard of that? Submission wrestling, yeah. Yeah, submission wrestling, I have a lot of respect for. Mm -hmm. I think they're great. A little old school with their submissions, but, which, which I love personally yeah but that's basically you could kind of compare that to like um, 
Valetudo era style yeah, BJJ or maybe, how, how would maybe, you? Maybe, yeah. Hmm? Valetudo style or, yeah, like you remember the old days of Pride? Mm-hmm. Something like that. I, I don't remember them perfectly, but but I know oh, the videos. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't born then. <laughs> and uh, do you think there's other disciplines in in the standing game where you you should talk about that that are often overlooked? What do you mean? Like I'm not sure. Maybe there's some people who um, I'm not sure if that's a th- still thing where the the first few uh, uh, UFCs still had like kar- uh, karate dudes. Yeah. So look what happened to them, right? That's that's what but, I'm but, asking. But, like, but, is there but, something that that people that MMA gained from that? There, there is a few people who came from karate mm-hmm. who did really well in MMA too, right? Um, there's something to gain from everything. If you know how to adapt, there's something to gain from from everything for mm-hmm. sure. But today in MMA is like to be a good MMA fighter. Yeah, a lot of people come from a different background. I would say, but you have to come from MMA background. You know, you have to be good at striking, good at wrestling, and good at the ground. If not, mm-hmm. you know, the level is always going up. You know, I think uh, the fights today are much harder than the fights used to be. And also, if you if you're competing in just one discipline, there's also a lot of stuff you don't learn to look out for. If you're just into grappling, then you don't look out for strikes. The 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 worst issue with that is, for instance, if someone is in a mount position, in in BJJ rules, that's I think it's four points usually, and that's fine. But in the street fight, that's death because <laughs> there's someone sitting on top of you. He can yeah. punch you. It's it's exactly. a very dangerous situation. So it's something where you get incentivized to keep away from in ground fighting, but it's not as um, harshly sanctioned as in a street fight or MMA, where you have a direct consequence of your action. Exactly. What do you think of like the the more traditional martial arts? What do you think about kung fu? What do you think about kung fu? Yeah, <laughs> because the issue with kung fu is every time I talk to someone about this, they're like, "Yo, no, because my style is different. I do this in that style. I have never heard of that one, so I have to Google it and I have to read up on it." It's like, okay, still, I. Still. So what do, what do you think about kung fu? What I think about kung fu. Hmm. So, I'm not sure. It's. You're putting me on the spot here. Okay, so my you view on you kung fu. You don't have to answer it. I can answer, but maybe okay. the expert should answer. <laughs> I am not a kung fu expert. I have news for you. I'm not a kung fu expert. What do I think about it? For MMA application. Uh, no. No? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is not like a spiritual question. No. <laughs> What do you think about kung it fu? It doesn't work for MMA, that's for sure. Maybe for something else it does. I mm. don't know. Um... I don't think it works for MMA at all. One big issue that I've seen with a lot of people who do Kung Fu, who then train in ICS, for instance, I've seen that, that they, get their, they get their ass smashed. And also they have this weird habit of, like they, they retract their punches low. They they have their uh, hands on their on their chest when they don't yeah, punch, yeah. which is not really a cover. <laughs> And that's something they, I've seen a lot. Bo- that's why boxing is so important, you know, keeping your hands up, for example. I think there was this one, uh, it was a Chinese man who was practicing MMA, And he went around and uh, invited all of these like very high-ranked uh, um, kung fu guys, kung fu yeah, guys and I've he basically it. kicked all of their asses. Yeah. But then he was like sanctioned by the uh, Chinese government, and he he wasn't allowed to fly planes anymore and get credits because he. Uh, and then he had one of the fights where he was uh, forced by the government to put on like traditional clown's makeup before he fought, oh, yeah. just to degrade him. Uh-huh. But he still kicked his ass. So it's like. Uh, yeah, so that much for kung fu. <laughs> yeah, okay, good, good point. Good, <laughs> good point. Um, with 
the the whole elbow thing that's pretty much something that came out of Muay Thai right or elbow, where did el elbow strikes elbow strikes I mean Muay Thai are really good with elbow strikes so it's is that kind of the originator of where where elbow strikes came from uh, I don't know I mean they're good with elbows but I mean I could throw elbows without doing Muay Thai too it just makes sense to throw an elbow in someone's face <laughs> it makes sense but I'm not sure but, if, uh, if they, I've ever seen they, that somewhere they, else. they uh, perfected it yeah mm. they, I think they perfected it pretty good what do you think about like these budo kind of things like aikido and stuff have you ever seen someone do aikido in the, in an octagon oh. <laughs> no not so far <laughs> i think there's one thing that i was pretty surprised by that i've seen someone in the uh, ufc um uh, kind of hail from which is capoeira which i was You've surprised seen it by. on a very low level fight i know what you're talking about uh yeah and also look there's people who do like they're very athletic mm-hmm And in the middle of the fight, they're going to do like a, some kind of cartwheel. Or like they start playing with their hands like they're doing like Jeet Kune Do. Mm -hmm. But that's only because they could back it up if they had to. You see what I'm saying? So it's just playing with it's your prey kind of. It's, exactly. <laughs> it, it's, playing, it's, playing, it's playing and enjoying maybe the moment uh -huh. and giving the crowd something to enjoy, which is nice. But, but they could back it up with usually really good striking and really good wrestling. And mm -hmm. that's why they could play. But come into the ring, come into the cage just with Kung Fu and let's see how you can back it up. You're not going to back it. Everyone knows you're not going to back it up, right? I think the MMA kind of burst the bubble in a lot of those uh, arts. You know, before MMA, you know, you would think um, people would go out of the movies thinking, you know, Kung Fu or whatever, you know. Wow, There's no real way to test Amazing, them, yeah. you know, and all that. And I'm sure some people still do. But I think anybody who, who who follows martial arts, like sport, MMA, stuff like that, you see, like, come on, man. And it, it used to be uh, the beginning of MMA was, for me, a little bit more interesting than today because you had actually like a taekwondo guy walk in there with a, taqu a taekwondo gi, you know, mm -hmm. against a wrestler and he would get smashed. Mm -hmm. And you, you can see, like, what's what's more effective. What's what, yeah. yeah. I think that's a big uh, issue that, that there is today because stuff gets mixed. So especially, for instance, with you just talked about Jeet Kune Do. Um, I've seen a lot of people perform well who practice Jeet Kune Do, but I'm never sure I've saw anyone who just practiced that. Exactly. So I'm not sure how, how good that is as a martial art. There's elements in, in Jeet Kune Do like, like, um, like peeling and trapping, you know, with their hands mm -hmm. that they do pretty fast. But if you, I think if you mix it with like boxing, mix it with good striking, yeah, you could. There's some stuff you could use, but just that, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's people who uh, basically come from? Uh, I know about uh, Saint Pierre. He he has he, he uh, was in the uh, I think in the Canadian military. I don't know. Um, and he he has that background, but still he is also an MMA if fighter has, as well. Uh, I don't know if he has a military background, the Canadian military. That's not where his, his martial arts come from. That's what I was asking. Obviously. Is there any any like He, self? There, there's a concept. Uh, people think, oh, a guy was in the military. He must be a martial artist. Absolutely not. Okay, stop thinking that because it's just not true. Mm -hmm. Most people who just train martial arts know much more than the average military soldier in martial arts. In hand-to-hand -hand combat. Yes, exactly. And also, they're used to a lot of pressure if they fight or compete regularly. Yeah. But yeah, so it's just, a, it's just a, you know, it comes from, I don't know, maybe Hollywood, some rumors people think about soldiers, oh, he must be an expert in hand-to-hand. -hand. No, they're not. Some places are better than others, of course, but most, you know, they're just, they're just guys. Mm -hmm. If you think about the, uh, I've, I know that the Gracies also have like this program for law enforcement grappling. 
Okay. And is that something where you think it's basically, or do the, these people focus on, you just said that that uh, in the last episode, that um, the police officers or the, the, the law enforcement people you work with, they have to do a lot of grappling to be able to do restraint and control. Is that basically the same thing or is it just uh, also on the ground and that's why they have to train this way? There's some stuff, the similarities. Mm -hmm. The similarities, but uh, I think that also, again, jiu-jitsu, it lacks and it has problems for police as well. I, I agree with that they should be doing it. Some of it, you know, for um, control and restraint, it's very important for preventing, uh, for preventing violence also because mm -hmm. once you know how to control someone, you actually don't have to hurt him so much. So and it could save lives for on both sides. So it's very important. But to think that that's the only thing they need to know, and like turn it into like almost like a cult, is total nonsense. Mm -hmm. I think that happens with I've seen this firsthand with with uh, jujitsu or or with luta livre that people have this thing. This is basically the the answer to everything. Well, they have no striking. What what, what about that? You can yeah. only control and restrain someone who's not like going crazy with strikes. Sometimes if that happens, you will have to hit him before you can control him straight. Mm -hmm. What about knife attacks? Right? And what, what about warrior development drills? What about teamwork? What about multiple opponents? Great example. Multiple opponents, what are you going to do? Jiu-jitsu on them? Mm -hmm. You can do jiu-jitsu on one person. One person. I don't care how good you are. Okay? Then what? So, like I said, it's lacking. It's not enough. And to think that it's enough, it's just wrong. What do you think about this mindset of, um, especially for women, if they want to prepare for sexual assault, BJJ is enough? Like if you're a uh, high-level BJJ fighter, then you're... It's absolutely not enough. It's good and it's a tool, it's a part of it's part of it. But what about a little bit of situational awareness, for example? Mm. Um, what about ground and pound? Right? What about that? It's it's one thing to do an arm bar or triangle choke on someone who's like going slow on you or even going fast on you but not really trying to hurt you. Mm. It's another thing doing it after you get punched in your face five times. Right? It's not the same thing at all. There's way more aggression involved. It's it's about it's way, you, you breaking something. You you break your jaw, you break your nose, crack your eyelid, now now do it. Mm. See the difference? And I think that's something because you also said a lot of times that MMA is the closest thing that you can have to a real fight, to a real street fight. But I think that um, there's still like this unspoken agreement where it's like it's not about completely injuring the other person. It's about fighting, sure, and it's about submitting the other person, but the goal is not to destroy someone. So I think that's uh, something where people who perform one of these uh, things and they, they feel like, okay, I'm prepared now, it's just something to keep in mind with, especially with preparation for street fights. And I think that's where the uh, warrior development drills come in because there's a lot of... You're right. It's the closest thing, but it's still not enough. Mm -hmm. So if you had one thing to do, it's, it's very good, but it's not enough because it's lacking in, in, uh, in a lot of aspects that you need for a street fight, mm -hmm. like multiple opponents, like knife fighting, and so on and so forth. And so with um, control and restraint, you would say the way that you approach it is like a whole different, It's it's of course there's a lot of grappling involved, but would you say it's like a, a whole different discipline the way you treat it? As compared to what? As compared to just submission wrestling or uh, grappling. Yeah, it's called also um, experience, 
with control of restraint, there's also a lot of uh, talking involved mm-hmm. to the other person. There's a lot of de-escalating the situation, right? Um, there's a lot of tactical knowledge that you need to have mm-hmm. of, of controlling restraining and what does it mean to have someone under control. Taking someone down doesn't necessarily mean you have them under control. Sometimes, in fact, that just started, right? And there's, I don't have to go through everything here right now, but there's a lot more to know than just grappling. Mm -hmm. It's a huge part of it. It's one of the most important tools, don't get me wrong. So a lot of what we do is grappling, of course, because that's how you can control someone's bottom line. But before you get there, and as you're working there, there's a lot to know. So it's basically the same as we talked about earlier, the MMA fighter compared to someone who is actually a very good street fighter. There's more to know. There's more to yeah, have. If, if you take a person who's a great grappler, it'll be very easy to teach him what to know. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that he has 90% of what he needs. But so it's, it's not everything. That's, it's not everything. Mm-hmm. No, it's not everything. So is it mostly communication or what what's, uh, What different areas do you have to focus on? It, it's not with, that with deep, what? but what, what stuff do you have to focus on when you teach control and restraint that most people might not think of when they'd say, okay, BJJ is the go-to move for um, control and restraint? A lot of things, for example, identifying suspicious behavior, mm-hmm. identifying suspicious body language, teamwork, crowd passing, okay? Um, not only that, knowing your, I call it knowing your customer. Mm-hmm. basically knowing who you can what kind of person is standing in front of you maybe you could prevent a fight just by knowing that mm-hmm. so knowing what to say what not to say knowing how to say it a lot of things mm-hmm. so basically a lot of, of the stuff that you're talking about is also pre-fight it's not just about the fighting itself absolutely mm-hmm. and I think a lot of uh Stuff is also, you, you have to focus on the responsibility, like what is your job? <laughs> Because a lot of people don't see this, especially when you teach people in, in a control and restraint setting. Um, usually people would maybe want to get away from, from a hot situation and that's what we teach in, in self-defense or in self-protection courses. But with those people, they kind of have to go in towards the dangerous situation. Right, and that's have, something you have to, to teach. They have to keep the guy for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at clinch fighting, clinch fighting you're looking for windows of opportunities and it's a very short window. So it's short-term control, right? You have a window, boom, you take his back. Mm-hmm. Or you sweep him or, or throw an elbow or a knee. But control and restraint is you actually have to put the man down, right? You have to make sure he doesn't have any weapons. You have to tie him up. You have to stand him up in many cases. You have to walk with him. That's almost, you're almost marrying the person. <laughs> yeah. And how do you... Uh coordinate teamwork on the ground because in grappling usually it's 1v1 how, how uh, do you coordinate that, a team on the ground that's um, something that you have to actually see mm-hmm. in training yeah but that's a very big uh, part of it because if you're not coordinated with the person you're working with you, in many cases you're going to bother each other one pulls this way one pulls the other way mm-hmm. you know and the guy and the guy who's resisting is going crazy so you're standing in each other's yeah, way yeah he's standing in each other's way mm-hmm. but if, if, if everyone knows with their job You know, you're number one, you're number two, I know what I do, you know what you do, and, you know, you just go for it, it makes it so much easier. The guy's on the, on the ground, on his stomach, really fast, under control. And if people get advised uh, roles, how can they still be flexible with, because you can't really plan such an intervention, right? What, what do you mean? If uh, people get assigned a role, you said you're number one, you're number two. If you get assigned a role, that means you're going to practice your role. Mm-hmm. Maybe for five minutes before your shift starts, but you're going to know what you're about to do, right? How would you? Why would you go to work 
in a place that might have a a problem like that and not know what to do. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. What do you think? I mean, I'm sure a lot of people do it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, a lot, a lot of people do stupid things. But if you don't know what you're doing there, you're going to be in the way and you put yourself and other people in danger. Mm-hmm. So uh, most people don't do it, but you should definitely do it. Okay, you know, your shift starts. We're here from 8 until midnight, whatever. Okay, guys, you know, today, you know, that's your job. This is my job. Okay, let's talk about a few cases that might happen to us. What if this happens? What if that happens? Okay, we'll do this. We'll do that. Okay, any, anybody else have any ideas what might happen? Okay, no, let's start the shift. Mm-hmm. And during the shift, they should also practice like at least once a scenario as if something happened. You know, they said, okay, if someone make up a scenario, okay, this happened, let's do it. Let's see what we do. You do that and then talk about it. So one from the unit may fake something. It must. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they must. You know, let everyone know that it's not real so nothing stupid happens. But they must. So like with with like the drug sniffing dogs where they have like a rewarding thing every single shift so they don't don't lose the focus. They do or not. They they every time you you leave the dog you you deposit something so the dog has to find something so it it's looking for that thing. Thing is you have to stay professional, stay Mm -hmm. on your toes, and stay. So those kind of stuff should be done all the time. And also your attitude, in my eyes at least, should be you know what today something's going to happen. Today something's going to happen on my shift. I got to be ready. One of the most dangerous things that happen is people get used to the same thing over and over again same time same we eat the same time we you know we rest at the same time mm, we work. especially on patrol or something and then and then you know you just go into some kind of like you become like a zombie almost and when something happens boom you know you're not prepared mm-hmm. so you prepare these people for because you said they they were assigned a role for instance but then you're not as flexible, right? Is this about prevention? Like you start the interaction? Because if you're surprised, so, okay, an so, attack is always... So, su- for example, with control restraint. Who starts the attra- interaction? Usually the person who started it from the very first. So let's say you have a, a problem with someone. You get backup. Backup stand comes over. He stands where he's supposed to be standing, which it will go through all that stuff. Again, things outside just grappling. Where mm-hmm. you're even supposed to stand. How you're supposed to stand compared to your friend. Stuff like that. And then, so usually the person who's going to take initiative is the person who started the whole thing from the beginning because he knows already what's going on better than you. Mm-hmm. Unless the person coming in sees a danger, a specific danger, which in that case he's going to shout out the danger he sees or everyone knows what he's talking about and go first. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense, right? Okay. You don't have that just in grappling. Oh, we'll just grapple. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then... And then what what if shooting starts? What if it pulls a knife in the middle? You know, what if his friend comes and starts pulling one off behind? Who got his back? All these little things like that will get people killed if you're not ready. Mm-hmm. So basically, these whole c- control and restraint things are a whole different topic. That's why you deal with them in pro because they're not really yeah, adaptable we, 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 we to could people. Do it if you want, but maybe one day we, we could do like a, just an hour just about that. You know, because mm-hmm. it's a huge topic. But doesn't really fit in, you, or maybe it doesn't really fit into like everyday life. No, no, it, does, it's, it doesn't. I mean, some of you know the basic stuff do because maybe you know at your workplace or some kind of party you're at, your uncle got drunk and you don't want to knock him out. You just want to take him out of there without, without hurting <laughs> them. So yes, yeah, some stuff are, yeah. are good. But then there's a lot, as you can see. I just gave a, little, a few little examples, but a lot could go wrong. Mm-hmm. You, if you're dealing with violent. People, a lot could go wrong. I don't care if you're a jiu-jitsu black belt, mm-hmm. right? 
And every time there's like a, I don't know, things go viral. Like, look how jiu-jitsu works. You see how he choked the guy out in a street fight? Okay, jiu-jitsu is the best. First of all, that guy was a professional MMA fighter, not just a jiu-jitsu guy. I'm giving you an example, okay? He choked him out. And what? Right? I can show you a hundred videos where that doesn't work. Or maybe, what about a world, uh, world jiu-jitsu champion who got shot to death? Mm-hmm. More than once. Right? Or stabbed to death. More, more than once. What about that case? Again, so it's great. It's good, but it's lacking. Yeah, I think there's a big difference um, between a good fighter that's very proficient at one style or one discipline and someone who is good at that discipline in general that doesn't have That's to be a good fighter I, I think you heard me say this before in my eyes the way i see it a person who's preparing for the real world has to be better than a person who's just doing sports because there's a lot more to know and his life and other people's lives depend on it if you can't get someone off of your back in a in a real fight you might die Mm-hmm. And if you might die, maybe someone you're protecting might die, mm. right? If you don't know how to pass a crowd correctly to get to an active killer to save the whole, I don't know how many people are in the church or in the mall or where, wherever it's going on, then a lot of people are dying just because all you did is, oh, I'm a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. Okay. So so it's it's great. Again, I'm repeating it, so... People don't get offended. It's great. You heard me, guys? It's great. <laughs> But it's not everything. But it's not enough. Stop thinking it's enough. I think that's a misconception that a lot of people have, is that a person that's very proficient at fighting, that also does a sport, uh, a certain discipline, and is also very good at it, or is he good because he does that sort of discipline? It's, it doesn't really work that it well. It comes together. You, see, you have to do that and that and that and that to be the full thing. That's what I try to do in ICCS. That's the whole point. That's what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, what do I give my students to be the perfect ultimate weapon? Grappling, striking, all that, and warrior development and awareness, all that stuff together. You know, there you go. And to respect the opponent because a lot of exactly. people forget that for the lack of technique, aggression all sometimes or a lot of the times makes up for it. Exactly. And that's why you have to be aggressive and right. technically but, sound. But by the way, Technique will never make up for lack of aggression. So it doesn't go both ways. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't go both ways. Yeah. It's one thing to be a great grappler in the gym. It's another thing to be a great grappler outside when there's someone stabbing you mm. or stabbing your buddies or shooting all over you or three people jumping on you. Mm. It's, it's not the same thing. So it's great. Again, you hear me, guys? It's great, <laughs> but not enough. And with aggression, I think that's where the warrior development drills did a, did a lot for me to to actually be able to to practice that in like an environment where you don't have to hurt someone. Because I think the issue with a lot of people who do, let's say MMA or something, um, it's it's still as you said, it's still not the real thing. So sometimes people go out, they look for fights, and there's two issues with that. First one, it's ethically very tricky, tricky, <laughs> and the second thing is. Um, you're not going to compete on your, like the, the people you pick fights with are not necessarily on the same level as you. So that's maybe something where, so the real life experience is hard to gain if you're not, and also if you are in the situation and you're not prepared, then it's also very dangerous. So it's like a hard thing to learn. It's a hard thing to, to get experienced in. 
that's why I mean sparring is so important because it's the closest thing to you know MMA sparring to a street fight, which actually not really going to uh, hurt people. <laughs> yeah, I think I think those are great closing words. Would you like oh, to add anything? No, I think we're good. I think, uh, <laughs> we talked a lot. It was very. Uh, we talked a lot of topics today, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Okay, so people, guys, see you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye.